Hey guys, Terry here. So today is going to be kind of a short episode. Uh, Travis is still traveling. He's on his way back to the U.S., so he'll be back next week. So it'll be just me today talking about some stuff uh, kind of that's on my mind. So a uh, little updates on my side. Um, my Kickstarter sample got stolen. Uh, it's kind of a funny story. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I was working at a cafe doing some photos, uh, working with Travis, and he left first for lunch, and I stayed there probably for another five, six hours. And as I went home, I thought I had the sample with me, but I guess I left it on an adjacent chair across from me. And uh, I guess the chair was tucked under the desk, so I never saw it. And when I came back the next day, uh, the manager said they didn't see anything. Uh, no one left anything and lost and found, too. So... Uh, the sample's gone, but the good thing is we're making a new one, and I guess it's also a good sign that uh, someone's willing to take it and not give it back, too. So maybe, you know, knock on wood, uh, it's a good sign. So we're almost ready to launch. Uh, making the final sample right now should be here early next week, probably by Wednesday, uh, by the time you're listening to this, and then we do some more photos, do a video, and I think we're good to go by the end of April. So um, may might have some small delays, but I'm not sure. Uh, these things are kind of always up in the air, and that's kind of the latest with me. So today we're going to talk about four business heuristics that no one really talks about. And the idea of this episode came uh, from when Travis was here. We were talking about, you know, as podcasters and as entrepreneurs, you know, what's something we've learned in the past year that people don't really talk about. And kind of this is kind of an inspiration for that, kind of from my side of things. So number one, uh, dudes are dudes, ballers make plays. A shout out to Mark Cond at firepointcreations.com for sending this to me. It was a video by a basketball coach who, where the team lost the game, and he asked him, you know, what was the pep talk he gave them? And basically they were saying, look. I mean, I, nothing I can do about it. Between the black lines, it's about players being players. Ballers make plays, dudes are dudes. I mean, that's the way life works. And I just told them, they just want it more than we do right now. I, there's nothing I can change. There's no schematic I can draw up or no special dust I can. Just play and be a baller. And that's what they did. So to their credit, they rose to the challenge. Coach, I appreciate when it comes to business, a lot of things, too, you can think about things uh, that could work, that couldn't work. But in the end, it's just how bad do you want it and will you take the steps to actually get there. And so a month or two ago, I was kind of nervous about this campaign, whether it would work or not. Uh, after all, I've been spending five months or so working on this sleeve. And it's kind of a huge time investment, money investment, energy. And so a couple of weeks ago, I finally realized, look, there's no point worrying about this shit um, you know, it's actually counterproductive. People ask me, hey, what are you going to do, you know, after this campaign? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm going to wait till the campaign's done to actually figure it out, you know. And you could say it's kind of irresponsible that you don't have a plan for it, but it's also kind of pointless because if it works or it doesn't, anything you plan for, it doesn't really matter, too. And so I guess there's a famous saying, you know, the past is the past. The future hasn't happened. So all you can do is just stay present. And I think a lot of times, you know, when I get emails from people asking about business ideas, it's like, well, you don't know until you launch it either, too. So any th advice I give you isn't really going to be kind of relevant, too, in terms of your situation and what's going to happen. And a big development kind of that made me confident about the Summit Clap was, uh, if you guys heard of Help a Reporter Out, uh, Haro, it's kind of a newsletter service where people uh, get press emails about sources and they can reply and maybe they can be mentioned in like NBC, CNBC or whatever. So the founder, uh, Peter Shankman, was actually one of my first customers um, when I started Ball of Leather. And then so I asked him, hey, do you want to be on board for the thunderclap and basically he joined and so i'm really stoked because he added about a hundred thousand people to the social reach so so people are actually asking how much it is and where they can get it which is kind of cool because uh, it's much better than a lukewarm response where uh, they're just saying oh that's cool and then that's kind of it because i think if someone's asking you questions on where they can get it if their laptop can fit what size it's coming in it's kind of some buying signals, but it's a good sign that, you know, they're kind of warming up. And really, you need to put them to the test when the page launches, but I think it's better than uh, nothing. 
So we'll see how this goes. All right, the second heuristic is uh, when you get advice, you have to always test it. So advice is like an asshole, everyone has one. So whether they're peer, friends, myself, or you know, colleagues, we all wanna give advice from good intent, but not everyone's situation is the same when you get it. So you have to test it to see if it works for you. So recently there was a Howard Stern segment and a listener called in asking if he should start a podcast. And uh, I'll just play what Howard said here. But podcast is for losers, you understand? These are what they, they're called dreamers. That's the podcast people. They're going to, oh, I, radio, I do radio. I see people walking around here in the halls. Oh, yeah, I do radio. No, you don't. You're on a channel no one listens to. You've never done radio in your life. You don't do radio. This isn't where you should be doing radio. I'm giving you the best advice you ever had. And I hope you waste your time with the podcast, Benji. Why is it wasted? You know who has a podcast? High pitch Eric. So clearly he's having an out-of-touch-Metallica moment uh, where they hit it on digital MP3s a couple years ago. So I think he's too ingrained in the way he got successful that it's the way other people should do it too, clearly. And I think if you look at the YouTube comments on the internet, no one's disagreeing with this, that podcasting is you know, becoming more relevant than radio. And in, in, in the video he says, look, go to a local radio station and build the audience. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, who listens to local radio now? You gotta be, you're a joke. I'll take this advice with a grain of salt. Always think about the context when you get advice and especially the bias that person may have, uh, whether it's, you know, friends, family, a blog you read or this podcast you listen to. Uh, always test it and make sure it actually works for yourself before blindly accepting it. All right, so the third heuristic uh, is for customers. Watch what I do, not what I say. So when you ask people for feedback, most people don't wanna hurt your feelings, uh, especially if they're friends, families, good peers, mastermind people, um, although if they're honest, they can work out, but they don't want to make you feel bad. And this is an example where I had with one of my first wallet models. Uh, if you go to the website, uh, Capella Money Clip, it's actually one of my best sellers now, but now I got the design from an old college friend in 2013 when I visited him in Bangkok. And he had bought a bunch early on a couple years ago as a wedding gift uh, for a groom. He bought, I think, five or six. And he wanted to make a new updated version because his wallet was already wearing down, it was broken. The magnet wasn't working well, and there were some improvements we could have made. So um, it came a few months later. I figured, hey, he had bought this wallet for a couple of people. There's people using it. He's been using it for a while. It's kind of validated, and in some ways already tested by the market. So, you know, why don't I just make one too? And so when I finally came out with it a couple of months later, he actually never bought it, and it kind of stung. Uh, but I realized later on that this wasn't his fault because it was actually mine for assuming that he would buy it. Maybe when he bought that wallet back then for the wedding gift, you know, he was looking for something different. And now, as he was older, it wasn't really the right wallet for him. And, and until he was faced with that choice, uh, he didn't really realize that. And so I think the lesson is to see how people act, not what they say. Because people say, oh, yeah, that's a cool idea. I'll buy it. But when it comes to actually asking for the credit card, they don't know what they don't want until they're asked to pay for it too. So I think if you're making new products, things like that, um, you know, get to the sale as fast as possible because that'll be the best feedback. And I think if you can't get the feedback, the next possible choice would be to see what people are already buying and see the reviews, what comments are they leaving, whether on Amazon, other websites, uh, internet, Yelp, Google Maps, things like that, uh, to kind of get some more idea if you're looking for a product. But like I said earlier, test this advice, don't just blindly take it just because I'm saying it on a podcast, disclaimer. So the last one, first come the innovators, then the imitators, and then the idiots. This is a quote by Warren Buffett, and I think it applies to a lot of things. So Warren Buffett said this quote essentially in financial investing, where uh, when you find something that works, usually the people that first find out are the innovators, right? They're the ones that come up, they find the company, they find a strategy that works. But as it gets more popular, as it gets passed down, you have people that copy it. And then what happens is when it gets copied, the ROI goes down because stuff gets priced in, uh, strategies don't work well. 
And then finally, you have the idiots who just blindly follow it because someone else has done. And usually by that time, the strategy doesn't work anymore. A lot of this you see on internet marketing too, whether it's SEO strategies, uh, marketing strategies, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever. Everyone that's figured out something that works did it on their own or had a small circle of friends that figured it out. And then as it gets mainstream, as it permeates through the blogs, podcasts, uh, ecosystem, you know, people start to use this strategy. And then three, when it gets spammed, uh, when it gets really, really mainstream, it gets copied, overdone. So that's when you see like Google Panda, things like that, old algorithm updates it because basically people were just spamming uh, content strategies, you know, spinning content, things like that, uh, building shady links, all that stuff, link networks, link pyramids, whatever, all that's SEO stuff that happened years ago. And I think it's important as an entrepreneur, when you get information, is this in the innovator stage, imitator stage, or the idiot? And I think this will help a lot of people out uh, as they move forward. And you see this really well with businesses that do well online. I don't know if you remember that glitter business a month ago where this guy would basically mail you an envelope of glitter to your enemies. And it went wildly viral. I think he sold it for 80K. And But the next few weeks, you saw a bunch of copycats on Flippa. Basically, people doing the same thing, but at a lower price. And so, um, you know, the innovator was the first guy that did that. The imitators are the other copycats. And the idiots are the ones that start the business now. Because by that time, the boat has sailed. This is not a novel idea anymore, and I don't think anyone's gonna pay for it uh, since there was already so many copycat sites out there too. All right, so that's been a short episode. Hope you found it helpful. Next week, Travis is back. We'll talk about some more things we developed while he's here and kind of some changes in his business that he's gonna work on once he's back and kind of more stuff on my Kickstarter as the day gets closer. So thanks again, and we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. If you got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like a cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.